Welcome to Oak White's In The Frame podcast. This series, we discuss all sorts of topics to do with self-build. Today, we're here with Mark Laban, and this is episode 17, and we're talking about designing your kitchen. We were advised to hand paint it so that, as you say, in the future, if there is ever a knock that you need to touch up, right. it'll just blend in. Yeah, that yeah. You, as you say, that you don't get that perfect, like, sort of plastic yeah. finish. We had to think a lot about the efficiency of movement around the kitchen. Uh, you're going to do a lot of tasks that are repetitive, so you've got to think about, you know, what's in what cupboard do you want to be walking in a zigzag to... Mark, welcome. Good Hi, to see Charlie. you. Nice to meet you. And you, and you. So today's very special because we are in the home of your mum and Steve and uh, sat next to the kitchen you design and made yourself. Yeah. So first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Right, yeah, I am... Um... I've kind of got an unorthodox background for a furniture maker, I suppose. I went to like art college first um, and then this kind of slowly developed into like a passion for making, which led to making furniture. And um, now I run my own small business um, as a bespoke furniture maker, um, specializing in yeah fitted furniture of all, st- all styles. Wow. And, and on this project, you weren't initially, you didn't get the gig initially, did you? No. So um, you, you, you got involved, um, uh, sort of a little bit further on to the process. Um, but your mum and Steve knew particularly what they wanted, right? Yeah, they, they were very kind of, um, they'd done a lot of research. They, they kind of knew what they wanted from a functionality aspect of the kitchen. Um, you know, they've, had a lot of experience in their old kitchen. They knew what worked, what didn't. So they were kind of, you know, pumped and ready for like their dream kitchen in their dream house. So, um, yeah, they, they basically went out to a, a quite a lot of, um, you know, household name kitchen companies. And then, um, you know, me being a furniture maker, but this was my first kitchen. They sort of took a bit of a punt on me. Um, so credit to them for taking a little bit of a risk and, and also, uh, you know, the, the Oak Rights project manager, Dave, uh, was receptive to that, luckily. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So, well, hey, we're sat next to it and it's absolutely beautiful. And uh, and all the, they've got numerous different quirks. So your first kitchen and in the first Oak Frame um, uh, house as well. Now, um, reflecting on my own project, I know when coming to the kitchen design is one of the areas I spent most of my time um, in the design process because... It was getting it to work, A, to meet sort of like building rigs and things because you couldn't have a, a cooker um, close to a door. You have to have 200 mil spaces either side. And that starts to dictate the, dictate the design itself uh, because you have to have some things set in where they have to be. And now chuck the oak frame into it as well. Suddenly you've got a post coming down where you thought you were going to have a, your cutlery drawer. Right. Um, yeah. So it adds some different complexities. Um, so take us through what you did here and uh, and how you evolved the design and the, and the cabinets themselves uh, in this space. Um, well, uh, Steve and my mum were quite clear about what they uh, wanted in terms of it was to be a quite open sort of social meeting space. So yeah. like the sort of social aspect of the kitchen is really important. They say the kitchen and, is the heart of the home, don't yeah. they? Yeah, and so the island particularly where they've got the the hob set up on the island as a food preparation area um there's a lot of functionality around that and then the seating so it's a really kind of inclusive space 
we had to think a lot about the efficiency of movement around the kitchen. Uh, you're going to do a lot of tasks that are repetitive. So you've got to think about, you know, what's in what cupboard. Do you want to be walking in a zigzag to go and collect things to cook each time? Or do you want it all reachable in one spot? Um, you've also got to think about electricity, power outlets. You need enough of them for all your appliances. And then like particular to uh, say a, a shaker style or traditional style kitchen, um, which is painted and they've got um, they've got a skirting board around the bottom of the cabinets, which um, is a beautiful decorative feature, but you've also got to think about the practicalities of um, standing close to the cabinets, like in places uh, like sinks or in front of the cooker, like you need space for your feet to get under. That's why we often have a um, plinth that's set back underneath ah. kitchen cabinets. So the island, for example, has a setback plinth all the way around it because that's a really high use um, surface, whereas the rest of the surfaces are not so commonly. So, so that inspiration is that sort of just general kitchen knowledge, or or does that come from your cabinetry and the the use of furniture? Right. So yeah, it's a bit of I guess it's like um, general kitchen design knowledge or or quite you know um yeah i guess it's traditional kitchen design knowledge but it's something that was kind of new to me because this is my first kitchen i was kind of like learning all this as i went along um you know so it was it was helpful to for me you know lining up my next jobs it kind of i can go into them a bit more confidently knowing what i'm talking about after this experience <laughs> now I, I know one of the um really beautiful cup bob pieces of uh it's a piece of furniture really every every um uh, unit but you've got the larder in there the so the larder cupboard yeah yeah now that it opens out you've got drawers you got everything how did you go about designing that and, and and making it as well because it's very complex how it all comes together so with that pantry unit um they basically just wanted as much storage as possible um in one tool unit and um so we kind of decided to have uh, the door and then a rack inside it that swings out um, yeah just to maximize the space I know that larder tops and 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 uh, pantry units are extremely popular now aren't they and uh, you yeah. know on everyone's wish list I know when, for our kitchen we couldn't squeeze something like that in we've got larder tops uh, which work well but that big full height larder unit you know yeah, um, yeah. that is uh, on there everything uh, I think everyone's sort of uh, wish list on the Instagram on Pinterest etc that so. and their drinks cabinet yeah because yeah, that was a kind of another one that we sort of like squeezed on the end of a run of units so instead of just having a decorative you know end panel a blank panel on the end of this unit we've got like a, a shallower drinks cabinet that faces out so it really like maximizes the space so when designing it did you still work to the sort of the traditional sort of 600 increments or did you sort of go a bit more bespoke on that nature yeah like i've got to start with some kind of basic structure because mm -hmm. like those rules are there for a reason yeah. they're just useful um just like the same as like the the kind of height of the work surfaces there's a kind of Rough the norm norm yeah yeah um but yeah like there's other kind of little quirks to this kitchen that are kind of just because of the the requirements of the client and that's what you get i guess when you go with a bespoke maker you get to really customize those details so what part of this kitchen do you think is sort of the really uh, unique to uh to to steve and suzanne 
I'd say it's particularly like on the island around the food preparation end of the island. Steve was very, um, you know, Steve being a head chef. He he was very clear about um, that he wanted, you know, a place for like the tea towels. He wanted to be able to have his chopping board in front of him. He wanted a little side drawer that had a um, food waste bin in it, um, which was again, like a little non-standard sort of space. Um, and he wanted to be able to like do all this while uh, facing all the people sitting around the island. So it's kind of like a performative <laughs> kind of, and cooking. Yeah, yeah, really kind of inclusive kind of you know performative sort of like cooking session. Yeah, <laughs> and and going uh, into the um, finishing of the kitchen. So uh, in this kitchen, we've we've got colours. And that's a very popular uh, taste now, isn't it? You know, these painted kitchens. Yeah. Uh, not so, you don't necessarily see so many, just um, you know, walnut or oak finished kitchens, especially in our properties because there's so much oak anyway. Um, yeah. So, how did you go about the painting of it? Was there any difficulties on that on that basis? Um, well, like you say, the oak frame is a kind of a strong. You know, it's a bold accent in itself, and um, so you need to complement that. So they opted for like um yeah a nice painted fit it's a hand painted finish uh, as opposed to spray painted uh, which was uh, several reasons really because um for one it was um going to be problematic to spray the cabinets in situ with the oak frame but also with a hand painted it means that any scuffs and scrapes that you get accumulate along the way uh, you can touch up and they can blend in quite nicely um, whereas if you get like uniform sort of plasticky looking spray painted finish, mm. you can't really touch that up. No, that's one of the, um, with our kitchen, we were advised to hand paint it so that, as you say, in the future, if there is ever a knock that you need to touch up, right. it'll just blend in. Yeah, that yeah. You, as you say, that you don't get that perfect like sort of plastic yeah. finish. Yeah, yeah. So this kitchen here is a shaker kitchen. So what what is a shaker kitchen? Um, so a shaker kitchen is essentially, uh, quite a traditional paired back design. It's, it's a sort of, um, it's all in the kind of craftsmanship and detail, but it's quite understated. Uh, it's got traditional panel doors, um, solid wood, um, solid wood frames that they sit inside traditional butt hinges. And then, so if. What, what are the, how does it differ in style to sort of other kitchens? What would a more contemporary kitchen look like? Well, I guess a more contemporary kitchen would, um, w without the panel doors, without the kind of like um, little accents, like the shape of the towel rail, um, the sort of shelving brackets and things like that would be a lot more sort of contemporary and like floating shelves as opposed to traditional style bracketed shelves. Inside the cabinets with shelves, we've got like a traditional sawtooth shelf racking system, which is again, that's like a sort of nod to like a much more traditional way rather than shelf pins with holes in the side of the cabinet. So for a self builder starting out, planning their kitchen, they come to you, right? And say, Mark, I want a kitchen. What do they need to have on that wish list? So they, they would really want to know how they want to use the space and what they really want to fit within that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say also that the kitchen being the heart of the home, um, you really should um, consider, um, you know, spending to the most you can afford with that area because um, it's like, you know, you spend half your life asleep, so you need a really good bed. Uh, you spend a lot of 
time eating so you really need a beautiful place to prepare your food (laughs) completely but (laughs) yeah i know with mine i listed out everything we had in the cupboards so the plates the cutlery uh, the pots, the pans, almost how many of them as well, yeah. to know how much space we needed, uh, where you put the vases. Uh, I just lich, and then, you know, what was in our cupboards, sugar and blah, 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 all the rest of it. Where'd you put your pasta? Yeah. And almost then went and put on paper, right, this is where this is going to go, to know, oof, I'm missing space here. Um, or actually, you know, I've, I've ticked all that, all that, that space. Yeah. I mean, these guys were like downsizing in, in a sense from their old house, um, so they're condensing the kitchen into a slightly smaller space. Mm-hmm. So we did have to think about, you know, can they keep everything um, and what should we prioritize? But I, I think there's nothing here I can't see that was in the old house. So we seem to have fit it all in. Yeah. Was there anything part of the design that sort of, you know, you, you thought, oh, this is going to be a bit of a, a head scratch, or a bit of a challenge, anything uh, that you had to try and sort of really uh, take a bit more time on? Um, I think the it's quite common with like the corner units. You're not sure how to use them best. Um, there's like several kind of schools of thought of what could be right. You know, we did talk about having a carousel in the corner, um, but the the thing that gets the most space at the end of the day is just a big open L shape with a door that kind of a bifold door that opens, and you've got you know a whole so you can sort just reach of, into it. Yeah, yeah. And all the everything, well, uh, mostly everything in this kitchen's um, covered aside from uh, the ovens. So you haven't got your big American fridge. Um, have, yeah. have you got that covered here, or is, is what's what's how's the fridge layout here? Yeah, so we've got integrated fridge. We've got integrated uh, dishwasher. Um, we've got a few sort of um, doors that are actually drawers, but they look like doors. Oh wow! Um, we've got. Um, We've got sort of some of the backs of the cabinets um, have access panels on for some of the kind of clever engineering work behind the house. Um, So we had to think about stuff like that. Um, And all that has been, you know, quite a natural progression, you know, communicating with Dave back and forth of like, what do we need? And and he gives a lot of, uh, he's obviously given me a lot of, um, you know, warning in advance. um, Where points are coming up from and, and what you can and can't work around yeah and so again that was a kind of i guess that was quite a a learning experience for me in a sense because you know doing a project like this you're working with a lot of moving parts you're working with electricians plumbers tilers all these kind of um decorators yeah yeah and so usually i just go in i fit my furniture and i get out but actually this was a A collaborative uh, yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and one of the um the things i love on this one is what you've done is a a drawer with uh, power in it so that you can plug all your phones and and your accessories in yeah yeah again that was like um it was like we were late to decide that we knew we were having a drawer there and then um when you know the right moment came and uh, we had the electricians in we had a quick chat about it and again it's quite you know um dave and um you know like we were able to just kind of like go with the flow with those kind of things it didn't ever seem like that was going to be a problem that's one of the key things to be having a, a project manager is someone who can create the solution so that you know if you do want to adapt the design along the way yeah, yeah. Nothing's a, a stopper. Yeah. It's obviously better for you because it means that you can be a bit more uh, free-spirited in your design and, and what you're making. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we, we weren't scared of, like, variations on the design, yeah. essentially.
because you'd make it work. Yeah. So Mark, to conclude our, our, our chat, we always um, summarize with the top tips. So what are your top tips for designing a kitchen? Right. Um, I think tip number one, I would say, is to think about your space in terms of um, efficiency, moving around the kitchen between um, preparation areas and appliances. Also, when thinking about the space between, say, an island and the cabinets, um, you gotta, you got you got to think about maybe there'll be two people preparing food at the same time. You need uh, room to, to move past each other. Like as an example, in the case of this kitchen, they wanted to be able to fit all the children and their kids around this big island as a sort of social area. So yeah, really thinking about the minimum and maximum capacity of your yeah. space. Yeah, the second tip I'd probably say is um, in terms of the specification is just to go with the best that you can afford and not really hold back in that sense because um, you, it's just more expensive to retro, uh, retrofit, retro-improve a kitchen like that if we think yeah I, I, I completely understand what you're saying you know if you're in an area that you're using every day at least twice a day uh it's it, it gets a lot of wear and tear doesn't it yeah so you know to to regret not going that extra mile on perhaps a better quality of hinge or drawer or material generally um you're going to end up spending it again aren't you yeah and all those touch points that you feel like the handles or like the weight of a door or um yeah a draw mechanism you know those are the things that people really notice so and, and your third tip uh the third tip would probably be um just to meticulously plan how much electrical requirements you're going to need because um often people have a lot of uh, appliances um you've also got to think about what you might add to your collection of appliances in future um you might want to bigger coffee machine at some point i know that one <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah just making sure you've got provision for that you sort of future proof from that side yeah and especially if you want an island to get the electrical point into that island you're obviously gonna have to go under the tiles etc or right. whatever your floor material is yeah so obviously knowing that you need electrical there uh obviously someone needs to put that in for you at some point early on don't and they? it's very expensive to do in retrospect oh 100 yeah Mark, thank you so much for those tips and thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's amazing to see the kitchen that you've made. You must be so proud. Uh, I know uh, your mum and Steve absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, just for all our followers, um, you have an Instagram account. What's the name of it, please? Yeah, uh, it's just uh, Mark Laban Furniture um, and uh, that will be kind of updating with um, recent projects. So you'll be able to sort of see my work there. Fantastic. And that's on Instagram. Yeah. Beautiful. And because it's not just kitchens, is it? It's 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 any bespoke furniture generally. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening today to the In The Frame podcast with Mark LeBan on kitchen design, episode 17. You can follow all the rest of the podcast series on Spotify or watch it on YouTube. If there's anything that you have any questions on or you'd like us to make any videos or podcasts on, comment or get in touch. We'd love to hear from you.